Look around you. That car you're driving, that house your family lives in, making your daughter laugh, inspiring her to dream. You did that. Teaching your son to drive, teaching him he can be anything, all you. And your dreams for tomorrow, you'll do that too. Legacies don't just happen, they are made by you. The important word being you. American Family Insurance, protecting your dreams as you achieve them. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Look around you. That car you're driving, that house your family lives in, making your daughter laugh, inspiring her to dream. You did that. Teaching your son to drive, teaching him he can be anything, all you. And your dreams for tomorrow, you'll do that too. Legacies don't just happen, they are made by you. The important word being you. American Family Insurance, protecting your dreams as you achieve them. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Today we are discussing Young Justice Outsiders, the second half of season three, and probably the season as a whole in some regard. I'm David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Hello. And you are listening to DC On Screen, the podcast that covers the DC Comics multiverse on film and television, gives honest opinions on projects upcoming in the past, and believes that every version of a property is valid, even if we really don't want it to be. If it's been released, it is fair game, so beware of spoilers, and welcome to the show. Hi. Hey, man. Well, we're finally getting around to our Young Justice Outsiders review, huh? Mm-hmm. Good lord. Yeah. It, it, it's my fault. We're not it took too me far a minute behind. to... Yeah, yeah, it, it just it took, took me a minute to finish it up. But <sighs> all right, so I I have the feeling maybe you should start this out. I... <laughs> some some good general thoughts, I guess. Is that because I'm going to think it was pretty satisfying and you're not? Um, I think you will think it is more satisfying than I do. Oh, well, that's fair too. Uh, I did think it was pretty satisfying. Uh, it was a good season of Young Justice. Mm-hmm. But. I don't know. I, I I don't know what else to say other than I was pretty satisfied. So I'm curious. What were your well, qualms? I, well, I I don't want to come right out of the gate like bitching it out or anything um, because it was really cool to have it back for one thing. Um, it's not every day that you get a canceled show back. Sure. So I mean, it's more common these days, but also one of that quality in that circumstance. That's very rare. Mm hmm. Um, I, I liked that they went the extra mile with the gore and the violence, um, felt like higher stakes in some, in some ways. Um, but I do think that at this juncture, this critical juncture in young justice, uh, my primary issue is going to be that they keep introducing young superheroes, but not doing anything with them because reasons like they keep kind of going okay well let's devote way too much time to to jason black lightning let's devote that that storyline didn't even have to be there except to give jefferson uh, a feeling that he'd been betrayed um you could have had jace be a uh a surrogate mother for the kids and be there in that capacity without you know devoting episodes to her and black lightning uh they used black lightning uh black knight Black lightning, Jesus. Um, <laughs> Jefferson Pierce, that that feels better. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. They used Pierce, um, I thought, pretty uh, pretty well throughout the season. Mm-hmm. So that turn, uh, to me, was pretty well rewarded. Uh, it was well re- well rewarded, but I mean, at what cost? Like we 
they keep introducing all these new characters, these new younger characters. Um, and part of the, the idea of this thing is that is young justice. Like, yeah, I want to like revisit the, the old people from the first season and yeah. see where they're at. But I also want to meet Tim uh, like properly. I want to see Cassie. I don't want to like hint at the fact that Tim and Stephanie had a relationship and then Tim and Cassie had a relationship and none of, none of it went well. I want to see what's going on with that. I love Tim. I love Stephanie. I love Cassie. I want to see that, that storyline play out. Uh, I love Cassandra Kane. We got like just a glimpse of orphan here. I would have loved to have seen, you know, Batman incorporated in one episode, give us an episode of that where we're seeing like how they are all individually dealing with Batman, manipulating, pulling strings behind the scenes. Um, as he was this season, mm-hmm. I, I and they were clearly all in on it. So, like at the end of Batman the season, Inc. yeah, when when at the end of the season, when everyone's like looking at Batman Inc. and going like, "Dude, what the hell? You guys all knew," and they all look kind of sad and ashamed. I wanted that to mean something to me. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, yes and no. I mean, yes, I get that you wanted uh, more payoff on that, but at the same time, this is a show that has done payoff on characters that you you could never have expected this much love for. Mm-hmm. And they do it by this is one of the reasons I love Young Justice is like you're gonna you're gonna care about Guardian, Aqualad, Beast Boy, uh, characters that unless you're really into the comics, you've never really gotten any uh, any chance to to come across or love or or give a goddamn about, you know. I, I agree, but at the same time, like this season, I saw a lot of, uh, and it may have been a problem with the show starting in season two for real because this season, you know, they did a time jump again. And I'm going, okay, I'm going to spend half a season trying to figure out who the hell that person is supposed to be because they they, <laughs> they made him look different. And I'm like, well, I don't remember that one episode that that guy was in. And, uh, oh, yeah, and I know it's not you... just a problem for me because my sister-in-law has been watching uh, Young <laughs> Justice and like texting me and going like, wait, who is this guy they're talking to? On, on? I'm like, um, let me look that up. Oh, okay. That was uh, I was snapper. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. That's kind of the thing. Is like you you can't you can't have it both ways. Like on the one hand, you get this uh, thorough refashioning slash investment in all of the DC properties, mm-hmm. and I mean it is super thorough. It it's a lot of fun. Uh, the the show takes a lot of chances. Really invest in characters. It's it's worth it. But you do have to keep up. Mm-hmm. Like I think that I think that's on us as viewers to actually keep up and pay attention i don't want to it is to some degree i don't want to get onto the show for like oh who's that they mentioned so and so like in certain aspects that would all right and if you're watching like lost or something you'd be like uh you would be uh super thrilled i guess by the, the detective aspect of oh my god who was that i saw just for two seconds in in this one shot and here like it it shouldn't be on the showmakers that we're not keeping up there. It, it's a really thorough uh, uh, take on the properties. Like that, that's, that's up to us. See, now I, I think that's where we disagree. I don't think it is a thorough take. I think it's a slap shot. Like let's throw as much as we can at the wall and excite people by like from the excite comic book fans by having them go, Oh, Hey, there's orphan. There's friggin' what, whoever. But like, you know, I don't, <clears throat> sorry, I got choked. <laughs> um, 
but you know, I want the show to be to make sense cohesively, and as it much as I think it does make cool, sense cohesively, and the it, the characters tie together. Like, I don't know where your disconnect is happening, where you're worried about a a character being thrown in here and there, and the characters not being given respect. I don't know where that's happening. I'm not saying respect. I'm saying like they're. You know, they're, they're trying to pay off certain things like, oh, look at, you know, like I said, like, oh, look, look how ashamed they are over at Batman Inc. Well, that means nothing to me. Or like there's a bit where like they're, they're, someone's getting on to Tim for the way he treats women or something. And I'm like, we didn't even see him treat them badly. Like they're referencing relationships that we haven't seen. You see what I'm saying? Like, I'm not like completely shitting on the show. I'm just saying like. There are certain things here that are like, there are opportunities missed because we're spending too much time with freaking, you know, 80s Frank Welker characters, which is essentially what Fred Bug is. I mean, he might as well be freaking Glomer from Punky Brewster or some shit, or Slimer. He's just catchphrases. Yeah, because th- he's learning the language. Mm. He's he's there to be cutesy and annoying, and it's it's a waste. It just is. If you enjoy him, I'm I'm so glad for you. It's a waste to me. It's a waste, and I like where Brian wound up. Mm-hmm. I like I I really do. I, I I'm interested to see where he goes uh, in season four, being the king and being vengeful as hell and and everything now. But for the majority of the season, he was treated like a, a catchphrase joke. Like, he was just running around going, oh, excuse me. Uh, Shut up. It was awful. Everyone you're picking right now is English is their second language. Yeah, that's fine. But it could, um, what I'm saying, though, is. That's more realistic. You're you're, you're making it out like I'm, like, making fun of people whose language. uh, No, I'm not. I'm not making it out in any way. I'm, I'm pointing out that the people that you're saying are operating by catchphrase or by uh, some well, by catchphrase, are, are people whose language is limited in this right. tongue. Uh, yeah, but, like, yeah, Fred Fred Bugs' uh, <laughs> language is limited by that. And they make it a point to, to, to point out that his, his he should be using pronouns more. And, uh, yeah, but I, I've known is, a lot is of people clearly who... clearly using the language in a way that points out that his articles are weird. Yeah, and that's fine, but you know they're doing that classic '80s and '90s thing where the person who doesn't speak English operates in catchphrases and sounds silly and is always the exasperated person on the on you know at the butt of the joke. It just doesn't wash for me. It didn't work for me that way at all. Like it, it that didn't register to me as a uh, I don't know a uh, a point of contention. We'll call it like that. That for me was like okay, that's how they operate, and I moved on. Mm-hmm. That that wasn't a problem for me. Well, you know, it's just it's just one of these things that like, and I know Greg Wiseman started out writing in the eighties and nineties. I mean, he wrote an episode of Jim and the Holograms for God's sake. <laughs> I just those cartoons need to stay in the past. Like, it, this wasn't a version of cartoons from the past for me. Just like Hello Megan was was. Oh my God, really? Like, yeah, that, Hello Megan was, was an homage though, but it made sense for her character in that it, she it, yeah. learned it, our culture from that. Like, it, and that was great. That part of it was great. That that explanation, like in the same sense that Jackie Chan learned English by listening to country music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's weird and kind of strange, but it worked for him. Yeah, I'm 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 just I can't like this. I would much much rather spend time with other young heroes because it is Young Justice. Like we, I'm just I'm not gonna 
uh, flip on that. And you know what's weird is like we had so much time with those original characters in season one, and we really got to see how they uh, they worked. And then when and yeah, season two t- takes place like five five years later. Is that right? Yeah. No, there's um, a time jump between all of these seasons. I think that's the point, though, is you yeah, do spend time with certain characters, and then you see others come up. Right, and that's great. But now it's kind of coming to a point where it's like we're they're leaving so much unsaid that it's like it's almost giving me a mystery that I feel like they're never going to actually solve. Why? Because they they because they deviate enough from comics that I'm still going. Well, wait, what exactly happened here? Yeah, but you can't worry about deviation from comics. It's it's that's I'm a, not entirely the problem. Well, the problem is they're deviating enough that I can't trust that what happened in the comics is what happened on the show. You shouldn't trust that those two things are the same. Exactly. That's my point. Yeah. Just watch the show. Just watch the show and not wonder what happened to the character that I cared about. No, just watch the show and not worry about when they leave the character behind for two seasons. Because like, when did you see Red Tornado this season? It was a huge part of season one. Yeah. But they or Shazam um, again, mm-hmm. another huge part of season one. They they're going to use a character as long as they're telling that part of the story. But for 80 years of comics and for however many fucking characters there are at this point, hundreds, they uh, they choose a snapshot of that and just tell that story. Well, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm talking about like, you know, Barbara being crippled. I'm talking about, you know, Jason Todd being hinted at. But, you know, we mentioned Jason once and. Then we saw some, you know, allusion to what might be happening with Jason being alive, but we don't really get any answers. You know, yeah. like it's just stuff like that. It's, uh, it's that like, part, t- like, like Tim and you Cassandra. You don't have to have all the answers on that. You just you don't like they, they literally mentioned that you don't have in the to. last episode. I don't think that she's been around that long. Um, <laughs> hell, she's not even in Batcave just for fun. But uh, I mean, she's she's name checked. Spoilers there. Mm-hmm. But it's it's just another character in the canon that we're we're talking about. Like, well, yeah, but do you not feel like in a show called Young Justice, Tim Drake, spoiler, you know, Wonder Girl, all these characters shouldn't be a little more on the fu- uh, the uh, on the front lines in terms of storytelling? Like, should we not be seeing <clears throat> more of them and getting more of uh, the relationships between them and the old guard who are now their mentors? No. Not at all, because season one was entirely that. Season two was then moving on from that. And season three is now an entirely new cast of people who, by the way, were the young versions of of this. uh, Like the culmination of season three is that we're going to move the Justice League into some new kind of more uh, exposed era of Mm -hmm. crime fighting. And Uh, the, the youth of that season are the ones who move it forward. And also it's not been... I don't necessarily need any version of Young Justice League to do it. It's they've been using the youth of these characters the entirety of the show. Like Garfield mm-hmm. alone drove this season for he a did. lot of the season. Yeah, and that was pretty good. And I mean, uh, uh, the Markovs, if if you didn't like them, that's that's one thing. But uh, their uh, journey. And by the way, this is taking into account one of the um, uh, Teen Titans most famous storylines is the oh, yeah. uh, the betrayal of the markov uh, deathstroke situation but mm-hmm. and i like the com- twist too i like that it was that it was uh it, eventually it petered out to brian doing it instead of instead of tara 
Yeah. Um, Tara had a, a far more rewarding uh, payoff in this one than she did in the comics. And thankfully, she wasn't sleeping with a slave this time. Yeah, that's nice. That's really nice. <laughs> that's always a thing I could just do without. Like, yeah. A uh, little less teen rape. And I was a little like... That's always a I, good thing. I was a little concerned that, you know... Being uh, the first part of the season played out was like, we are so in your face and there's so much more violence and, and death. And I'm like, oh, oh, shit. Um, I was a little worried when they started bringing in Markovs and stuff. I was like, oh, man, are they going to they're just going to full out do it, aren't they? They're just going to go f- full terror and death stroke. And then they didn't. And that was pleasing. Well, I was the only reason I was worried was because I've literally read that story before. I've been told that story. I don't necessarily need to see it done again. Um, Mm -hmm. this version was, you know, another version. So that, that was actually really nice. And I, uh, I got to see Tara's story as it progressed, but, uh, between like Tara, Beast Boy, um, Violet, uh, all uh, it, at this point, like the characters of season one and two, like, uh, Artemis and, uh, Robin or now Nightwing or Superboy or any of that, like they're, they've moved forward 10 years Mm -hmm. from where we started the show. Mm-hmm. They've they've progressed. Like like one of my favorite moments of the season is later when uh, uh, it's, it's Nightwing talking to Batman, and um, he kind of says, "You know, I, I can't believe this many people showed up." And Batman says, him, "You command more more respect than you know." Yeah, I did like that a lot. That is a super powerful moment. For- <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't mean to be completely negative here because there was a lot in the season I really liked. Like I like I love that Jefferson Pierce was like screaming at everybody and telling each everybody oh. like you're a sack of shit. Like, Dude, <laughs> you know how rare this uh, I know you know how rare that uh-huh. is that they just have an episode where the the, the climax of that episode is one character just saying bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> just I swear for like five straight minutes of animated television just goes on about you've been working with so-and-so and this is that and also this yeah. is that and popcorn equals toasters and fuck you all yeah it, it's the scene that i always want to see an arrow yeah <laughs> it, it was really rewarding because because of exactly that like it, you spend so much time just sitting there suspending disbelief and for this one character to sit there and go no fuck all that that was and, really that was really cool and and here was my favorite part about that batman didn't say shit nope like he knew it. He knew that Jefferson was right. He's like, oh yeah, yeah. No, the entire time, I swear, Batman was just like, mm-hmm. yep, he's got me. <laughs> yep. And you know, I've actually seen people online. I've seen a lot of people complain that Batman did not, you know, just basically say, "Screw you." The mission comes first, or some variation. No, fuck that. The the this season's Batman um, makes the best decision he thinks is possible. And the course of it mm-hmm. is called out by Jefferson Pierce, who's absolutely right. This is bullshit. Mm-hmm. And then in the course of that, makes corrections to his own character, tells Nightwing he's doing a good job, and then tells Jefferson Pierce, we're going to do this your way because yeah. it's, it's the right decision. Like, Batman actually learns a fucking lesson for once. That's a, or like a giant check mark in the pro column of this fucking show. Why is that a, com- a, a complaint? And look, it comes down to like, uh, well, it's a complaint because people think that Batman should always just be like, no, I'm right. And Batman should always be right. No, I love that Batman is right almost all of the time. But when he's wrong and you can pay that off and make it work over the course of an entire season of something. Fuck yeah. And to me, it boils down to uh, 
basically, remember in Justice League Doom, I think it was Justice League Doom, when basically the League wants to uh, wants to get rid of Batman because he had all these contingency plans for taking them all out. Mm-hmm. And he said this was, you know, this was my way of having a, a plan for if the Justice League went, went you know, went sour. Mm-hmm. He decides to leave because they're too stupid to realize that, by God, someone needs to have that. Mm-hmm. And Superman goes, just, you know, just out of curiosity, what was your plan for if you went rogue? And he says, the Justice League. (laughs) Yeah. Batman knows he's not, you know, beyond reproach. This dude is (laughs) like, this is why having a Robin, having a Batgirl, having a Nightwing, all these people are so important. Uh, Superman, for God's sake. Uh, Well, I mean, having, having these youthful, optimistic sidekicks is incredibly important this is bruce's family these are the people who are going to ground him um and then on a larger scale you have superman like who's uh you know the yin to his yang man he's gonna be like hey you're better than this bruce and it was great that it wasn't superman this time it was great that it was black lightning this time yeah um bruce needs that because if you don't have that if you don't have Lucius Fox telling him, you know, we never do this again or I'm out. <laughs> right. You're going to have Bruce just like creating a police state. We've seen it plenty of times in alternate realities. We've seen it. We, we've seen it happen over and over again. We've seen him on the line of doing such things. You right. cannot just invade other people's privacy. You can't just, you know, lie to everyone you claim to care about for the mission. The mission will kill you, Bruce. He needs that. He needs the grounding. I, I stand by that. And I really dug uh, where his character went this season. Yeah. And they've started, uh, they started on the normal mark. We see like the, the bat God, right? like they, he started being nigh uh, irreproachable. And mm-hmm. we've seen through, I guess, the whelming of uh, Dick Grayson <laughs> that he is, he is reproachable. Yeah. Dick Grayson alone is one of the, highlights of this show like seeing him go from you know in season one he's he he looks younger mm-hmm. uh, they, they they even draw him uh so that he 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 looks at this point like i don't know it, like if you just change costumes he could be batman for a second he grown so i'm saying mm-hmm. oh yeah and i don't like i said i don't mind you know i would not have minded and do not mind seeing those original young justice characters and seeing them and that we do have that them having grown and and uh and adapted b- yeah becoming the mentors yeah shit i mean uh artemis is know. one of the uh, artemis is maybe the best part of the show in a lot of ways yeah like seeing I, her go from uh like in season one and two just being a, a betrayed daughter to becoming a uh a leader in this team is is uh that that is some deep shit mm-hmm. and i i have to say i did i did I felt like we needed more time with uh, with Aqualad or Aquaman, whatever you want to call him this season. Yeah, uh, I I I liked his character a lot. No, he they uh, developed the character of Aqualad in ways that I've never seen before. I almost feel like we were robbed a little bit of seeing like his his transformation into Aquaman. We just kind of come back and he's there, and I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Yes and no, but it's one of the more inspiring parts of the show. Like they the new. Like the newer generation, which in in terms of this show is only about three years behind you. Mm-hmm. Like the newer generation of of you know uh, young powerful folk come along and you mentor them for a couple of years, and then suddenly they're the ones making decisions that you that suddenly 
according to the uh, dictates of the season, suddenly you're making, uh, what do I want to call it? Um, corrupted decisions, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. Compromised decisions. Like, you're, you're, you're playing the same game, but you're... You're using your enemy's tactics, as Jefferson points out. Mm-hmm. And it's up to the youth to point out that that's not how we're going to do this. Yeah. I love um, that about the show is they always bring in a new crop of people and say, hey, by the way, love that you love last season. We're going to do these people now. Yeah. You know, I, I do like that, but I, I would like to see a little more follow through. Is what I'm saying. I think mostly It's like, like we got a little bit of like we were really teased with, hey, we're gonna have Static and we're gonna have him in a mentorship or protege role with Black Lightning. We didn't really get a lot of that. And by the end of the season, I, I gotta be honest, I don't, I don't know what the hell happened to Static. Um, no, Static loses. Yeah, uh, there's no traction on that character. Like there, I mean that that's a. Uh, a criticism you you could definitely use against the show is they they lose track of people, but they also their scope is so big. I think they're going to lose track of people, and mm-hmm. I don't mind too much when they I, do. I got I got to be honest. After last season, uh, when we got so much uh, on on those um, <laughs> Super Friends characters, we got like the 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 updated Apache Chief and all. Yeah, like I I would have loved to have seen where they went, you know, and. They brought in an El Dorado, which was kind of cool. Like, yeah. that was a little strange. Yeah. Like, oh, there's a character I didn't think we were going to get again ever. <laughs> but um, I kind of, you know, I enjoyed the character, but I kind of feel like, and eh, that's the last we'll see him. <laughs> it, I feel like it might be. I mean, you did get to see what he's doing right now in the finale, mm-hmm. but that's that's about it. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it, it you, really may be about it. That's And I have... Um, it's a way I've adapted to this show is I, I do, I appreciate what they're giving me as far as like they, they're ranging in, in areas that I didn't think were possible. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when certain areas drop, I, I, they're usually giving me so much and uh, exploring so much of the DC universe that when they forget certain parts of it, I kind of don't notice. Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> I sincerely like there's there is just there's a point of overload and uh, I I will say this I think it's a good thing but I do understand how it can be frustrating for sure I get that yeah but on a on a, like an episode episode basis when I'm watching it I'm usually so enthralled by like oh my god I can't believe they're even doing this that I'm I'm way beyond like the idea that the light and the reach are like a, a global uh thing that we're worried about in the course of this thing like the (laughs) the fact that the extended blue beetle universe is Mm -hmm. a a thing that we've explored at some point like i i can't believe we even got away with that yeah i i (laughs) i do enjoy uh jaime and the the beetle the scarab talking to him that's a Mm -hmm. lot of fun Mm -hmm. um i'll tell you what something else i really like about this season uh everything with luthor and and gordon godfrey Mm mm-hmm that's just it's just hilarious. It's like Godfrey is so willing to just turn on him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, mm, well, social media disagrees, Lex. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, I really enjoyed I, in the last episode that it gets down to like uh, <laughs> Jefferson is in front of the UN saying we have confidential files, blah blah blah, mm-hmm. and Lex is just rolling on with it. And at some point, Superboy is like, "No, seriously, check my blood. That bastard." That one over there. Yeah, he's a fucker. Mm-hmm. 
That was fantastic. Yeah. Oh, I, I would, also mm-hmm. uh, speaking of like three seasons worth of stuff, him and McGann. I I really enjoyed the uh, the conversation they had later, like where she turns over the over, over the ring and it's like, "How have you get this back?" Well, I hope not. Yeah. Uh, that that was a I don't know. I I I have enjoyed their relationship for three seasons, and I enjoyed how it's kind of developed this season. Yeah, I was I was good with that. It got it did feel like it kind of went away there in the middle, but I, I was glad to see uh, a progression slash resolution of it. I am infinitely frustrated with mm-hmm. Artemis and, and Will. I just know. be together, damn you. <laughs> but that Wally episode was just heartbreaking. It was it was rough. That was that was oh a, my gosh, a, the literal tearjerker. And now that we've gotten that episode, and that she's like on the path to mending. Yeah. And I assume in season four she will actually get with Will. That same, it seems like the perfect time Dude, for Wally to come back. <laughs> in the course of this show, we're gonna flash forward like five years. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're we gonna have know. a toddler by the time we're done. But you know, I feel like the the minute they actually get comfortable enough to actually get together, mm-hmm. I think that's when Wally will make his triumphant return. Possibly. You think they're gonna go all rebirth on it? They could go rebirth on it. They could. He could have gone uh, into the future. Um, he might be with the lead the, the Legionnaires. We we did see that Legion ring at the end. All right. So that's the big thing about next season. Is um, I'm excited because I I genuinely think. It's going to be Young Justice Legionnaires or the Legion or something. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to be very much focused on that. And it would completely fit if they just decided to fuck off on this time entirely and go a thousand years in the future. Oh, I hope not. I hope they don't just do do that. It would it would make it would really make a lot of sense. Like, first of all, they've never cared that they were fucking off and going to going forward a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, second, they. You have to admit, Jefferson's speech about how they should run the Justice League is mm-hmm. pretty on point. Yeah. Like, that's that's really a great version of how the Justice League should be run. And if they just left it there, I, I mean, that, that could work for a long time. It could. Like, I guess they could, from a storytelling standpoint, pretty uh, satisfactorily. I don't know if that's a word. Um, I'll back you. Cool. Thanks. First time this episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, in a satisfactory fashion, I think they could jump ahead into the, what is it, the 30th century? Is that right? I don't even remember. I think so. Uh, and have the Legion of Superheroes learning from the history files they have and we us picking up, like, time-jumped, like, segments of the rest of those characters' lives. Right. The ones that we know. Like, we could see, like, news files and flashbacks and stuff about what happened with everybody. But there is a whole lot. I don't think they'll do that because there is a whole lot that they've left open, like, little threads and stuff. And I don't know if those things are just, like, little nods going like, oh, yeah, Jason's alive. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever. It's just there's a whole lot they could do. A lot of places they could go. and And I hope they do most of those things. I there are a lot of places. I think where we're going to go next season, like it, it would make sense if they jumped a, a thousand years in the future. But you know, when you think about it, it's a legionnaire uh, popping backwards in time to mm-hmm. some happy moment where the league was in a good spot, mm-hmm. and then essentially Lobo pisses on that entire concept. Yeah, what the hell was that at the end with the, with the little baby <laughs> Lobo <laughs> the little getting baby stomped? 
I don't know. I all right. So Lobo is a character whose origin story is that he extinguished everyone that wasn't him of his entire race. Mm-hmm. So this fits for me. Another little baby Zarnian, and he just stomps on it and literally throws a, a lighter into the fluid of its remains. Um, that works for me. I can work with that. Like Lobo traditionally doesn't like there being other Lobos. Mm-hmm. Also, here's a, a, a the only two things we can really know is like a they've uh, well we're gonna go with ABC a they've already introduced Lobo. Mm-hmm. He's a known quantity in the Young Justice series. B we're gonna get more Lobo. Because they wouldn't do that unless they were intending to give us more Lobo. Yeah. See? We're going to get some Legionnaires. So I feel like we're going to get some Legionnaires versus Lobo situation going on. And I'm super into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's do this. Bring I it mean, on. <laughs> I mean, clearly the little baby Lobo was from the thumb. <laughs> the thumb regenerated into a full, another full Lobo. Yeah. Yeah. But. He, but. He, I don't know. It was just such a weird tangent to go on. What's the word I want here? Um. Uh. What's the Latin for self? I don't know. I feel like I'm losing it. Um, autogenocide or something like that? Um, I don't know. <laughs> there's got to be a, a word for self-genocide. Killing all of one's own race. That has to be a Latin well, that's, phrase. I think that's just genocide. No, that's genocide I thought, I thought was killing all of a race, not necessarily one's own race. I thought genocide was just when you kill a whole bunch of people. Not oh, necessarily no, genocide a specific was when you race. kill all of a race. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, when you just kill all of a bunch of people, it's just called killing people. Well, okay. The dictionary says the deliberate killing of a large group of people. That is es- bullshit. Genocide espe- is killing es- a race. Especially those of a partic- particular ethnic group or nation. There you go. Or there nation. Go. Uh, yeah, that, that still makes sense. Like, geno being the beginning of and side being to kill. So you kill all of the beginning of something, meaning you kill all of a race. Mm-hmm. Anything else is, I, I think, at that point, the dictionary deciding that figurative or uh, what's the word? Uh, literally and uh, figuratively or mm-hmm. the same thing. No, that's not right. Uh, literally and something. Yeah, it was literally and figuratively were the same thing. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Words change. It's annoying. <laughs> it's weird. I'm okay with some of them and some of them infuriate me to my core. Mm-hmm. I never know which one's going to happen. It all annoys me. But it's almost impossible to get away from it. Oh, yeah. No, it's literally impossible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. What did you... Um, well, gosh, my brain just went bye-bye. Mm. Welcome back, Dave. Oh, are you saying this is how I usually am? Oh, no. <laughs> Normally, you tune in at least long enough to record. Yeah. That's what I want you to think. <laughs> Now, I've seen you in real life. That, that shit can get shaky. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I mean, to a lesser extent than myself. I, I... Let me just write this down here. Uh, get new friends. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Note to self. Be better. <laughs> That's what the medication is for. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Did you like that Superman said whelmed? I did. Yeah, my favorite uh, quote of the whole thing is when they asked Dick, he's like, Dick, you're... And he says, whelmed, trot, and fill in the aster. Yep. That, that made me giggle. Like, Yay, he said the thing. He said yeah. the thing that I like. No, really tying the series together with a couple of weird phrases that they've 
mm-hmm. I got to give him credit. It's in that canon. Now, if I, I said I was I, whelmed right now. There is no other canon of fiction that you could pick from. You'd have to be like, yeah, that's from Young Justice. Mm-hmm. I do want to point out, I do recognize my own hypocrisy and being annoyed with catchphrases, but being completely delighted by Dick and his whelmed aster thing. <laughs> totally get it. If you're pissed at me, I understand. I just, that was too clever to not enjoy. Yeah. It always has been. That was a good little button. And it never feels like a crutch to me. It often does with the others. Eh, I don't agree with the others, but okay. <laughs> All right. Um, you have anything else? How do you? How are you feeling about Granny Goodness here? Oh, hated her. My favorite frame of the entire <laughs> series was. I mean, this was one of one of the best versions of her that I've seen. Uh, mm-hmm. I just hate her as a character, but it's one of the better versions I've seen. Is her being uh, the the head of Apple, <laughs> whatever they were doing there, and yeah. um, the the payoff for her later is uh, after Darkseid and uh, uh, Vandal are are talking about the the future birth. Which, by the way, Darkseid I felt like was underused for the for the season. Oh, I think that's yet to come. I think it is yet to come, and that has something to do with the whole Legionnaire Lobo thing, I'm I'm sure. But like, I think we're going to end up liking Lobo by the end of the show. Just putting that out there. But, I don't think there's anywhere to go with Lobo, honestly. But you know, I, I I think he's going to end up working alongside the rest of these guys, but we'll he see. He might. Um, I'm always happy to see Lobo. Yeah. Anti-hero Lobo in particular. Yeah. I'm so always proud. Fun. My wife was actually bummed out by the fact that there wasn't going to be a Lobo series. I don't, I don't blame uh, her. She's like, wait, so when they cancel Krypton, they're not doing Lobo now? I'm like, that's right. Oh, man. <laughs> I get it. He's a cool character. But, um, yeah, Darkseid underused a little bit, at least for a show where in the opening intro, uh, you have like the Omega symbol. Mm-hmm. Now, it, his thumbprint is for sure on the series. I mean, uh, Granny and uh, Godfrey and all that, like that's very New Gods, mm-hmm. uh, very fourth world. But... Um, one of my favorite granny moments is just when they're doing this, like, and it's a weird thing that uh, Young Justice does, especially this season, where they just do like this cheap animation style thing where they play music and like uh, pan the camera over one piece of animation. Mm-hmm. But one of those pieces of animation was uh, Granny just being tortured. And I thought, mm-hmm, yeah, get her. <laughs> Don't like her at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I was, how how did you feel about um, Halo's storyline where she thought she was dying? Did you foresee that Jace was going to betray her and that there's a whole ruse? Or or did you think that this version of Jace was actually still going to be good? Oh, no. No, I I thought Jace was fucked. But it's the only reason I was was slightly bored with that story because I felt like they were um, telegraphing the punch far too long. Like, yeah, I I think we all knew where that was going and Mm -hmm. it, it took a little too long to get there. I agree. But I wanted more Barda. Violet's story in general, pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's pretty awesome. <laughs> I mean, and not forgetting the fact that, oh, she died the fuck. Yeah. I mean, oh, my God. And then later, when they when they do kind of uh, half-ass kill her, I guess, they kill her ass. Like, mm-hmm. slit her throat in the middle of an animated episode, and you have to see several animated scenes of throat-cut Violet. But, um, <laughs> shit. Grief's yeah. coming back. Well, I don't know how much more I have to say about this this season. I, I I'm happy that we got it, but you know, I 
there's there's plenty that I could have done without and had something else there instead, like that uh, whatever that domestic abuse special uh, very special episode was <laughs> with mm. uh, Halo's friend. That just kind of came out of nowhere. Um, I honestly don't remember that one. There's a reason because it came that out of nowhere. It could be fair. <laughs> um, it's taken weeks to watch this, and I'm that was terrified. my freaking Batman Inc. episode that you didn't do. Mm. Yeah, Justice. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see Big Barda. I want to see Scott Free, man. I just finished Mr. Miracle. I'm Jonesing. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I wouldn't be surprised if you're gonna get there. Maybe. I didn't I didn't necessarily need like any kind of big showdown with Dark Side. I never need that. Uh now uh, Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. They've done it where down. I like a showdown, but I Yeah. I do Superman feel like the series telling me too. there was gonna be an Omega presence at some point, and I, I didn't quite get to see it, but I think I will, so I'm not annoyed by it. Yeah, I I get it. I get the uh, the feeling that Dark Side needs to be a, a bigger presence, and I think we're yeah. gonna get there though because they still left that whole plot line open with Vandal Savage having betrayed him and is kind of gunning for him. By the way, love everything with Vandal Savage this season. Everything with Vandal Savage this season. <laughs> I did Just, enjoy that. oh my lord, what a magnificent character that we didn't get enough of. I need more. There's Scott Snyder's run on Justice League right now. Mm, I mean, I'll get there. It, it's it's determinative about his, his direction. We'll call it that. Mm-hmm. They do very specific things with Vandal Savage in the current okay. run. I'm interested uh, to get around to that. But, but uh, this run, also really cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, that that actually was one of my favorite moments. I'm, I feel pretty sure you enjoyed this as well. Um, one of the uh, the breakdowns in communication, one of the reasons they turn uh, Tara is Batman read Deathstroke's micro-expressions. Oh, that was great. And just the moment where Lex Luthor <laughs> tells Deathstroke, he read your micro-expressions. I didn't know he saw me without my mask. <laughs> I reckoned you enjoyed that part. I did. I did, actually, yeah. That was pretty sweet. I liked that everyone just. Uh, I liked that everyone was like, "Oh yeah, we knew she was. She was betraying us the whole time." Yeah, yeah. Uh, that wasn't even a thing. <laughs> that actually was a really cool justification too, because uh, as Artemis puts it, if we had told you, we would have taken the choice away from you. We were trying mm-hmm. to give you as much leash as possible. Like that. That is a really cool background explanation for why they were doing what they did. Mm-hmm. And it's highlighted by Jefferson Pierce popping in and I think quoting Poe. I'm not sure. The the tapping and all that. Yeah, yeah. I think that was yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was Edgar Allan Poe, the Raven. But mm-hmm. it still cracked me up to hear it, and I thought it was a really boss line to, to quote when you just interrupt someone's transmission and be like, "Yep, mm-hmm. All right, so you're the bad guy. I'm behind the curtain now." Yeah, it was it was funny because when I watched it, I had randomly, very randomly, just like uh, like. A week before, had realized that there, Spotify has um, recordings of Vincent Price reading Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, that's gonna be sweet. Yeah, and uh, I was like, "Oh man, I'm doing that shit." And had kind of been on a Poe kick a little bit, mm-hmm. and uh, was annoying my wife walking around reading The Raven out loud, and she was like, "Oh yes, please continue." <laughs> <laughs> I was doing it to bug her to to be clear, like because I thought it was funny. Yeah, 
the best thing the Beth the best thing she could have done is just yell at you nevermore. Yeah. Well, she was doing the thing where like I kept reading it and she kept like interrupting me reading it by telling me other things. All right. And I'd be like, mm-hmm. I had to go on to the next part. <laughs> <laughs> next stanza, please. And finally she was like, oh yes, please continue. Continue reading Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> The best thing to do at that point is to cheerily say, like, mm-hmm, thank you, and just continue. <laughs> it's infuriating. Um, yeah, so. It's the worst. <laughs> and it's the best. Well, I I just I laughed really hard, and I was like, actually, have you ever seen the Simpsons version? And that's that's what we wound up taking up. The next uh, few minutes is Homer uh, mm. in The Raven, that nice. Halloween special. Yeah. Bart as the Raven. Goddamn. Nevermore. Why you little? She was <laughs> <laughs> fucking clever. Oh, Lenore. Lenore. <sighs> so good. Anyway. Yep. So it was just, it was kind of a, a progression of Edgar Allan Poe things that happened. And and then it, it wound up being on Young Justice too. And it was like, what is happening? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Anyway. The king of onomatopoeia just here to fuck with you. The telltale po. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this thing up. I think that's it. Do you have anything else? Nope. Right, Although it look. will crack me up if they mm-hmm. bring in onomatopoeia. <laughs> <laughs> it's a decent character. I'm fuck down it. for it. You know, Why not? that's something I would really like to see. What is Ollie's response to all of these damn Roy clones? Mm, that's a fair point. Plus, I, I just mean, want Alan Tudyk back. I do want Alan Tudyk back, and Green Arrow is a part of the show, but we didn't get to see his response, and uh, that's fair. And I yeah. wanted more. I wanted more of those like of, of all the Harper boys. I would, like I, I, uh, to end cap the episode. Possibly, I feel like a lot of your disappointment is because they set up really good things in the course of this series, and there's just not enough time in the show. And they oh. keep setting up really good things. And I hate that we're not wrapped up on Zatanna and Zatara, dude. That is such a heartbreaking story. Oh, that's rough. That is. Oh really my gosh, rough. their their story is heartbreaking in general. Like you should see what's going on right now with Justice League Dark. It's super dark. Yeah, it's bad. And spoiler, Zatanna doesn't or Zatara doesn't make it mm. because not spoiler, Zatara never makes it. <laughs> It's just a matter of how the ingredients get cooked. Mm-hmm. But the dish is always the same. Delicious, but leaves you a little gassy. Mm. In this case, very specifically so. All right, guys. Or you. Sorry. Group speak. Can't do that. Dave Jackson of the School of Podcasting would be very upset with me. Mm-hmm. Hello, you. Also, goodbye, you. <laughs> See you lot next time. <laughs> That's it. We'll have a news episode coming soon where we talk about the uh, freaking killer James Gunn cast listing for the Suicide Squad. Damn, that thing's good. Oh, oh and the logo looks like the old Ostrander logo. Oh, it's going to be sweet. I keep, oh, man, I keep seeing Snyder people. Uh, I said it on Twitter. I'll say it here. Snyder people, which I love. I like Snyder. All right. I, I like a lot of his movies or all of his movies, to be fair. Uh, no, our continuing presence on that is... We love what we got to see. We wish we'd seen more, but it's over and goddamn it, man. And the Snyder hardcores keep saying the new Suicide Squad logo, the cast, it looks like a Marvel movie. 
You know what doesn't look like a Marvel movie? That logo, because that logo comes from the Ostrander run. <laughs> oh, and gee. It's oh, in gee, the comics. Suicide Squad. That is the comics logo. Yeah. Also, all the, the whole cast and everything. The whole fucking cast. You know what doesn't look like Marvel? Don't get attached. That's what Gunn <laughs> said when he released that. Don't get attached. If they kill off half the cast, that ain't Marvel, y'all. Yeah, I think half of those people are going to go. I'm excited, though. It looks great. And uh, we'll be talking about the new Watchmen trailer. If you enjoyed the episode, do us a favor. Tell your friends and go over to Apple Podcasts and give us a good rating and review. And uh, listen to every episode for free at DCOnScreen.com. Until next time, keep some DC on your screen. Our intro music is by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Galactic Engineers of Magnetic Sounds, or GEMS, can be found on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Visit DCOnScreen.com to find our Patreon, merch, contact information, and every episode of the show for free, including crossovers we've done with other podcasts. DC Onscreen is a maladjusted production. For more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, vlogs, parodies, and our improvised web series Hey Guy, visit maladjusted.tv. max out of your tax refund at iMart Express. With two pairs starting under 40 bucks, you'll spend less on the have-tos and keep more for the want-tos. Our quality glasses are made in-store by skilled lab techs that take care of your glasses from start to finish, getting them back to you with same-day speed. Get two pairs of glasses starting under 40 bucks or two pairs of progressives for under 80. Our prices won't break the bank. Your tax refund goes further at iMart Express. Look around you, that car you're driving, that house your family lives in, making your daughter laugh, inspiring her to dream, you did that. Teaching your son to drive, teaching him he can be anything, all you, and your dreams for tomorrow, you'll do that too. Legacies don't just happen, they are made by you. The important word being you. American Family Insurance, protecting your dreams as you achieve them. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it. Because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.